Good morning, everyone. This is Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. Welcome. Happy Friday. You know, I'm always in my feels on Fridays, but particularly on Good Friday, because as I've chronicled this whole week, the Catholic school never goes away. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if it's true if you only went for a couple years, but yeah, I went K to 12. So there is a certain amount of respect and um, just reflex when it comes to um, certain things, you know, saying grace over my food. Um, I don't do it all the time, but occasionally I do, you know, it's, uh, it's just those like reflexes, you know, and when you need a, a quick prayer, you know, our father, you know, you just said we just said it so much, you know. And so uh, I remember respecting the pageantry of the Stations of the Cross, but it was also um, at first a little unsettling, you know. But I I always respected the pageantry of Catholicism. Um, It didn't feel warm, though, for me, because I also could contrast it with Baptist Church on the weekend because my mom made me go to Baptist Church. And so there was so much more emotion at the Baptist church. But I always respected the pageantry of the Catholic church. And um, anyway, today is Good Friday. And I was thinking, you know, what am I going to talk about? Because I've, you know, sort of had this Holy Week theme. But, you know, I just sort of let things flow to me. And so you got to stick with me because... I, I take in a lot of information and I so much of it I want to share, you know, and it's hard to do that in these little, you know, 20 minute sound bites uh, and I can get off topic. But I think mostly uh, the lesson that I take from Holy Week that I've been trying to share with you guys is that everybody has something in their lives that takes them off track. Everybody has had a situation that made them get beside themselves um, you know, whether it's the end of a marriage, loss of a loved one, uh, getting fired, uh, unexpectedly losing your job, um, you know, whatever it is, there's always something you know, getting evicted out of your house. Um, you know, just any number of things that can apply that are stressful, that are devastating, that change the trajectory of your life. Um, and so while, like I said, many of us are not going to ever be strung up on a cross and crucified and spit at and stabbed and all those things, we have versions of that in our, our own lives, you know, things that, that are, they just provide tremendous amounts of suffering and we just can't understand it. You can't understand when you've presented yourself a certain way and then you just get, you know, nothing but persecution in return. And so much of of any of that is just how you see the world, too. How you view it is also going to be how you experience it, you know, because let's face it, I always got the impression when I was in school, and I don't know, I mean, I know that they were shaping the way we viewed this, but I always felt like even though Jesus was on the cross and suffering, He always felt like, you know, 
this is all on y'all because y'all are stringing me up here and and causing me all this suffering but I'm good I'm trying I came here to show you something and this is how you treat me and I always felt like he knew he was gonna be good so while he was suffering his body was suffering I always felt like spiritually he was sort of being like y'all are really letting me down (laughs) you know what I mean and I don't understand why I felt that way Um, I don't know if a teacher told me that or if that was just something I took from the stories myself because, you know, you hear these stories every year, every Easter. And so, like I let you know, I'm not a churchgoer. I'm not super religious. I'm not a preacher. But um, you can't get exposed to this kind of teaching for this long and not have an impact on you. And so when I apply it to my own life, I just look at situations, you know, I've had situations where people wanted me to fail. It was just obvious. I I had worked on a book project and I remember the person who was my um, uh, connect at the, for lack of a better word, the, the editor at the uh, uh, label of the book. What, are, what do you call it? At the publisher. Thank you. Um, she just didn't really want me on that project. She would give me fake deadlines. She would tell me something was due on on Wednesday, but it was really due on Monday. So I would look bad. You know, it was horrible. And, um, you know, sometimes we need things to make sense. So for years, I had a friend who was like, yeah, and that white lady, she was setting you up. I was like, no, she was black. And she was like, really? And I was like, yes, really. This lady did not want me to be successful. I've also had other black people think they were pushing me down, but they really just raised my profile. Um, that's happened to me. But, you know, some people's narrative has to be only white people make black people suffer. You know that it's not true. But a lot of people do. If you've grown up in a black community, your first bully was black. The first person who robbed you of your shit was black. Um, But I don't know. Somehow it just makes people feel better if we just pretend it's only white people that torture us. Anyway, I'm off on a tangent. Uh, But it's it's we need to stop thinking in such truncated, small ways about race. That's just the way I feel about it. Um, Mainly because it's really only two types of people in the world. Cool and not cool. And it doesn't matter what your other stuff is. Some people are cool and some people aren't. Some people are smart. Some people aren't. Some people are good at shit. Some people aren't. You know, it's like some people are honest. Some people aren't. And you can't generalize. And I think the generalization is where America goes wrong, especially in St. Louis. But anyway, that's my point. It's how you view the world that you interpret your Good Friday. So whatever is going on in your life that is causing you pain and suffering is how you ultimately view the world that is going to turn out. It's either going to be the worst thing that's ever happened to you or a series of terrible things that keep happening to you. Or you're going to say, you know what, this is a part of life. I'm supposed to be growing from this. Whatever lesson you have for me, God, I receive it and you move on. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, it's taken me forever to learn that phrase. I received the lesson in this and I'm moving on. I mean, I'm sharing it with you now. And it's like, you know, I feel it. I receive it. And it feels great. But it took me like 50 years to to figure that out. (laughs) And to actually really do it. Because, you know, you hear it all the time. Let go and let God. But I mean, it's so hard. 
to let things go. And people just aren't good at that. And we have all these defense mechanisms and protective things that we do because we don't want to get got, you know. So you keep it in the front of your mind like, ain't nobody going to do this to me again. I ain't losing no house to nobody again. Ain't nobody going, you know. So everybody's always got these defensive things going on. Oh, you you just not going to cover my life and ruin it. You know, you get your heart broken one time. So now you just, you know, you the one. You ain't nobody getting over on you. That's just not a way to live because you can't have another healthy relationship, even close, if you're guarded, because that means you're not really being yourself, you know. So it's like how we view the world is has a huge impact on how we endure our crises, basically. So this is going to sound kind of out there, but I was in the car the other day and Stevie Wonder Boogie on Reggae Woman came on. Boogie, that's a great song. Look it up. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sully, sully the song trying to sing it for y'all. But there's a line in it where Stevie goes, "I, you know, I want to see you naked under the stars above," which is interesting because, you know, I love the song, but I never thought about it. You know, Stevie's blind, been blind his whole life, and what's fascinating is, if he could see. He knows that that's something he wants to see is a naked woman. So my friend is looking at me like, oh, my God, like, what are you talking about? I was like, but no, that's fascinating. He's never seen a naked woman. But if he could see, he knows that's what he wants to look at. I find that fascinating. And so the other day, last night before I went to sleep, I was watching this uh, thing on YouTube. A, a blind entrepreneur was talking and he was breaking it down like he has this disease that attacked his eyes at like 13 so he's you know in his 50s now and he he's been blind he's blind and so he hasn't seen since he was 13 but one thing he kept saying was our eyes basically are faulty tech most of what we think we're seeing isn't really what we see we are only seeing like a very small percentage of things and then our brain fills in the rest isn't that fascinating? I also uh, also heard, uh, you know, in a movie, some of the times why they do so much with the audio and they do those little subtle things like, you know, something bad's going to happen because the score changes is because your mind will fill in the blanks and make it even more scary and more impactful because that's what our mind does. Our brains fill in the b- blanks of things. So I'm thinking if we're only seeing a small percentage, I can't remember the number he gave, but it's really something small, like 10%. So what we think we see, we process it to the capabilities of our brain, right? So there are actually things that are happening around us that we can't see because our brains don't have a formula for it, which is fascinating, right? You know, which is weird. I know how I got there with Stevie, but it was just weird to me that I was talking about Stevie Wonder and his desire to see a, a naked woman. And then the next day, Rando YouTube puts up this blind entrepreneur's video. And I was like, whoa. And then he's sort of explaining like our world is what we make it out to be. It's what we see. Period. And it's based off of our own brain and what we believe. And uh, that really does tie into my Good Friday message, which is. 
how you experience your own personal crises. And you'll have a crisis next week or the week after. It's not just for for Holy Week, but the importance of the ascension, the importance of the transcendence is it's not so much just bad things happen to you sometimes because sometimes they do. And some people don't have a lot of problems, truthfully. Some people go out of their way and make their own problems because they're not comfortable until there's drama. Have you ever seen somebody like that? There's some, they're just not happy until things are in utter and total disarray and chaos because that's what they're comfortable in. You know, and that's, that's something that probably should be dealt with a therapist um, because chaos agents are all around. Donald Trump was one, and I'm sure you can think of one that you know, that you've seen up close and personal. It's like, whoa, they're just never going to be happy because they're only happy when things are broken, you know? And so I lost my train of thought because <laughs> I was going down another rabbit hole because that really bothers me. Uh, when people are just chaotic, like you don't, you don't have to live like that. And really, if you are like that, just keep it with you. Don't go around destroying everybody's stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, God, I was thinking this morning how happy I am. I don't think about the presidency hardly at all right now. Well, I spent four years being like, what? So it's nice. But anyway, I'm going to try to assemble some point here to wrap it up. But yeah, you're going to have things that go wrong. There are going to be things that frustrate you, people that disappoint you. All of that. Everybody has something. It's how you respond to it that makes all the difference and how you see it and how your brain works and how your brain fills in the gaps. That's going to make all the difference, too. So all I'm suggesting is the next time you feel yourself being personally persecuted, however it looks, you know, the point is you've got to make it to Sunday because when they move the stone, are you going to be there? spiritually, you can transcend, you can ascend just by changing your mind, just by thinking, you know what, this is not how I want to live my life. This person's uh, rejection of me is not the end of the world. This is only one person and I can move on. You know what I mean? Whether it's getting a new job, whether it's finding a new spouse, whether it's, you know, um, you haven't talked to your brother in 25 years, whatever it is, you know, make peace, make peace, however that looks for you and live your best life because you really don't have a ton of time here. You know, the earth is millions and millions and millions of years old and we're here for like, what, a hundred years if we're lucky. It's a very, very small fraction of time and it can be miserable or it can be glorious. And the best part about it is you get to choose. You know, that's the been, been the most liberating thing in the world for me is you get to choose. You know, you get to choose. If somebody wears you out emotionally, you get to get rid of them. They don't have to. You're not a tree. They can you can move them out of their life, out of your life. You can pick up and go somewhere else. You know, so it's like I, I've had to do that. You know, I, there were points in the last five years where I felt like I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown for real. Like this, I, I'm overwhelmed. It's just too much. And I got to choose. It's like, I can't deal with you. I don't, I can't help you. I can't fix you. Whatever this thing is we've developed, I'm not the one. I can't help you. <laughs> and you just have to move on. I, 
I am being pulled in a million different directions. And I really am. But it's like, I can't do everything. And some people will feel let down. Some people will be mad. Some people will be hurt. But it's just life. And, you know, I can't I can't swim for you. You got to get in the ocean and figure it out. And I can take you as far as I can. And then good luck. Because I'm not going down with you. <laughs> That's basically, that was pretty much my 40s. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> so when Sunday comes, who are you going to be? You know what I mean? Are you going to be there? Because some of you all don't want to ascend, and I get that. If you if you are rejecting the idea of ascension and you just like where you are, cool. But if you don't like where you are and you want to evolve and you want to be a, a, a not even a better, per- a healthier person and you want to live a more fulfilling life, then, you know, when they move the stone, you won't be there because you've decided. And that's dope. There's nothing wrong with deciding to, to live on a higher plane. And you you get to do that over and over and over again. Not just till next year, not till just next Easter message. But there are times when you're going to be down, you're going to be frustrated. It's just how long will that last? You don't want to live there. That's the problem. Some people live in Good Friday. Some people actually live in a Tyler Perry movie. That, that I could not live like that. I would not live like that. You know what I mean? So you get to decide. You get to choose. So anyway, that's what I do every Easter. Of course, I do it throughout the year. But Easter for me means how can I ascend to my higher self, you know, and set the bar for this year, you know? And I'm certainly different than I was last year. Last year, this was a tough stretch, I remember when we had to start sheltering and you haven't lived till you sheltered in place with someone who has dementia and they don't want to have dementia and they don't believe they have dementia. It is a unique experience. And then the COVID, you don't know what it is and it's starting to kill people and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, it was a lot. So, you know. Guys is doing a work in me for real. <laughs> That's all I can say. Because <laughs> if you know me, you already know. <laughs> and half the stuff that's going on, I can't even talk about it. But when I can, it's going to be delicious. Because I'm a writer. See what I'm saying? Interesting things happen to me, and I can process it and write it. And, uh, you know, people are always like, your work is so realistic. I'm like, I know, right? So anyway, God bless you, whatever you believe, whoever you believe is guiding this ship. uh, I send that energy out to you and I hope you have an amazing Friday and an amazing uh, Easter Sunday, whatever it means to you, however you process it, you know, uh, but always, 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 I'm wishing you the best. I thank you and I appreciate your listenership. Uh, It's continuing to grow. It's at a very steady clip, and I really, really value that. So um, anyway, thank you so much for the love. Thank you for the support. Please, please, please stay safe. Please stay safe. You don't got to get together in no groups. You know what I mean? I don't don't know that I'm trusting the vaccine is going to stop all of this immediately. So just, you know, stay safe, be smart, and as always, be your best.